Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yes. You're fucking up the intro. We established this. You You are fucking up this intro. This is my intro. Oh, Mike. What intro? Mikey, shut the hell up, dude. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm back. (laughs) Something good for ya. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Something Good For You Podcast, where each and every week we sift through the bullshit just to find a little something good for you. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Stiff. Hello. Yep, and we have a very special guest today. Oh, God damn it. Please introduce yourself. Oh, you nailed it, Mikey. I'm not even, yeah, you crushed it. It's Cap. Hey, it's Cap. The co host. Hey, oh, no, you're the group. Am you're I like the, uh, the uh, am I going to be the Henry Zabrowski, just be like the special guest for every episode? Yep. <laughs> Even episodes, I'm not here. Which I really would be don't weird because it's my show. podcast. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think this is really your podcast, Mikey. All right. You know what, guys? The gig's up. <laughs> you're the motherfucking guest. <laughs> I am the guest. Oh shit! Hey, introduce me. Come on. <laughs> well, you were doing the intro. <laughs> Keep going through the intro. Uh, all right. And as always, uh, if after you get past our bullshit, this episode is brought to you by none other than Repo Records. Hey. That's Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out online at www.reporecord.com and online at Instagram at Repo Record. Show is also brought to us by Hate Energy Drink. The energy drink will be doing for a little over a year now. Mikey's giving some of that information. Hate Energy is the ultimate energy drink. That is the only way to describe it. Why, you may ask? Well, it's got caffeine. Everyone loves caffeine. We're probably all addicted to caffeine, but that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Accept it. Accept it. It's got some B vitamins for you, so that's going to help just keep that brain working. And best part, no sugar. No sugar. Because fuck sugar. I would say it's more of a vitamin blend than yeah. even is an energy and, drink. And, 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 it tastes so fucking good. <laughs> it does. Even, I actually enjoy the flavor of it. And mm. I'm not even an energy drink nice guy, and, and I enjoy it. Yeah, and you know what? It works. It works. It's um, it's the ultimate energy drink. And you know the what? Ultimate. The ultimate. 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 Let's, let's break caps, away from the mold a little bit. Instead of just asking one person, who's got something you hate? And you wouldn't got something that just immediately comes to mind? Uh, not really. Mikey, you got anything? You know what I hate? What do you hate? Um, I apologize to my mom if she ever listens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, this is real shit. I'm okay. usually pretty funny about this, but this is okay. serious. I hate, serious time. I hate it when I, I got to go to the bathroom in a public place. And it's, it's a... Uh, we're going in for a number two call. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So you sit down on the toilet. All is good and well. It's You finally found a clean one. And then you sit down, and then just all of a sudden, you get a shiver all the way up your spine. <laughs> because the fucking tip of your dick just touched the inside of that toilet bowl. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> yeah. And it is cold. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Your hands, they go a lot of places. <laughs> and so if, you know, you could touch the wrong doorknob, a couple days later, you got the flu. Yeah. It- <laughs> <laughs> it touched the wrong dick. Two podcasts. Ain't no one ever got the flu f- fucking touching the dick, man. <laughs> Two podcasts. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I know, I know where my penis is at all times. <laughs> I would hope, and I know that there ain't nothing getting in there unless I put it there, right? But I'm not trying to fucking put the tip of my penis. <laughs> On the inside of the toilet, but dude, there's still probably some fecal matter on there. There's all sort. There's tons of piss. I don't care if it's flushed. It's, it's still fucking. It's a piss well, bowl. Well, piss is sterile, isn't it? I don't care, dude. <laughs> Who wants urine on their? Be- on their How much wall? do I have to pay you to stick a to, to stick your dick in someone else's piss? Well, I'm just saying, it's still a situation of you're talking about diseases and shit. If, if urine is sterile, then you know that's the disease part. You know, taken care of. I guess I, I'm following you, but all right. So, what do you tell me? You sit down. You're taking a deuce in a public place. What do you do when the tip of your dick touches I the inside to, of the toilet bowl? I don't I think it's big enough, the is thing it? Is I tried. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting uh, on that one. We couldn't make you've it been through. Hold, I can tell you've been holding on to that one. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even matter now. <laughs> now, the, 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 the point of uh, taking a shit in a public bathroom is to make sure your dick doesn't touch the rim of a toilet. But sometimes it does, man. <laughs> How does that sometimes happen? That's never happened to you? I mean, it's happened once, but it's not are, like are enough you the of one an with occurrence. The tiny dick, Alex? Well, I'm just saying. Uh, it's... Wait, maybe you guys just don't shit in public enough. I mean, it's what? like, I'd rather not shit in public, but when I do, it is because of a diarrhea episode or something like that. <laughs> Y'all talked about this last week, and you brought it up again today. I feel like we're past that honeymoon stage. <laughs> what does this show become? <laughs> I think that's one of those moments where Cap's like, I would have shut this shit down. I don't know, man. That's now what I'm I hate. just leaning into it. I hate it when it happens. And the worst part is you can't just walk out and wash your dick in the sink. <laughs> you so, could. All right, so imagine you were walking into a public restroom. <laughs> you just saw this guy washing his dick in the sink. And if you and I was like, "Oh, dude, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Hey, man, penis touch a toilet bowl." I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> oh, that makes sense." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, dude, been there, dude." Been there. <laughs> And then he sticks it underneath the fuck or in the air dryer, one of those new like Dyson ones where you put your hands down into it. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey just needs to get one of those bidets. <laughs> what bidet to you? <laughs> no, because I was I was imagining that would still be the most awkward thing to would, fucking see ever. I wouldn't even dry not, my hands. Don't make eye contact and uh, <laughs> just uh, get out of there as quick as possible. You're in there with your bro. Dude, what are you doing? Dude, it's fucking staring at me. I... <laughs> uh, you got to get out of here, just man. Just know that you're not going to unsee it. <laughs> Come to grips with it. <laughs> man and as always we let our listening audience know that we have a hotline voicemail number to give a call and let you know what's on your mind that phone number is 513-463-7439 and it's a fun segment called what's on your mind 
First up, uh, last week, Mikey and I were uh, discussing weird... Actually, no, a few weeks ago, it was what Cap was on. Uh, we were discussing weird dreams. Yeah, and, we were all in here for this. Yeah. Dude. Uh, what? Did you have some more? I... No. <laughs> I've had a recurring nightmare. Uh, I had it again two nights ago. Oh, man. For the second time in three weeks. What is it's it? It's a stupid nightmare. Okay. I have a dream. Is it jump scare? No. Yeah, it can't be. Yeah. Dumb, it can't be dumber than no, that. No, no, dude. This is. And since we already talked about it, start of the show, I have a dream where I, for some reason, I shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my pants, and then I walk into the bathroom, and there's like toilets everywhere. It's like a fucking wall, but there's like no stalls, no sinks, no toilet paper. <laughs> and it's it's always in the random places. Last one, I was at a museum with some friends. I just shit my pants. I was like, guys, I'll be right back. And then <laughs> that's pretty intense. That's the hell I walk into. Man. Well, we we actually asked our listeners uh, to actually call <laughs> in and share their weird dreams, much similar to that. And uh, we got a uh, phone call in from Travis up in West Virginia. He's got a really weird dream for us. So let's see what he has. What up, Travis? Hey, Alex Cap. This is Travis from uh, up at the rim up here in Norton, West Virginia. Hey, I just want to let you guys uh, know a little story about a crazy dream that I had once. I, I was sleeping pretty hard one night, and I started dreaming that I was cage-fighting vampires, of all things. Uh, I ended up, I somehow I stuck my arm up behind my wife's head, and I had my hand bent back to where I was twitching, and I was, like, touching the back of her head, and I kept, I kept smacking her in the hair. And, uh, <laughs> well... About that time, she kept she kept trying to wake me up, kept smacking me. He's like, Travis, Travis, wake up, Travis, wake up. And I I was in pretty deep sleep, so I didn't get up very easily. Now she hauled off and hit me, and it startled me. And I woke up in mid dream, where I was in the middle of a fight, and I ended up kicking her in the shin, and I punched her in the nose at the same time. I'll tell you what, that didn't turn out too well. Uh, <laughs> I was in the doghouse for a long time. Ago. Uh, just thought I'd share with you guys. I uh, love the show. You guys keep up the good work, and I uh, can't wait to see you back at the rim, fellas. Have a good one. Oh, thank you, Travis, for that. I can't believe <laughs> that hillbilly is out there beating his wife. <laughs> and blaming it on having a dream. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely kidding. Absolutely kidding. The funnier thing is imagining desire beaten on him mm-hmm. <laughs> well my only question is uh, damn if he'd kept dreaming who would have won the fight <laughs> how tough were these vampires dude i'll tell like, you what he's doing he's watching uh he's going to sleep uh watching youtube videos of the undertaker and kane doing wrestling matches together <laughs> hey if you ever run into a vampire just punch it in the nose and kick it in the shin at the the exact same time exactly because and uh, you're gonna you're gonna kick some vampire ass but then the vampire is gonna put you in the doghouse this is the cage match thing <laughs> that i got that struck the uh under uh, undertaker memory for some reason just because he looks like a vampire or he did that's pretty crazy though i've never have you ever you guys ever been physical dreaming and then like Let's someone's just physical, yeah. <laughs> physical. what i don't think i've ever like had a my body react to a dream at all really like that i've had the dreams uh we we touched on before i've had the dreams where um i've tried to punch 
and it feel and it's like you can't. It feels like your arms are made of like. No, I meant, but noodle. like, was your physical body moving while you're sleeping? Because well, it was trying to, and that's what was being portrayed in my dream. The tiny movement, little control I had on my arm, mm. was the amount of control I had on it in real life. But it sounds like Travis was just thrashing around like how a dog. Uh, you know how a dog dreams, where it just starts like twitching yeah. and running on its side. I've heard similar stories. I mean, a coworker of mine apparently broke his hand because he was dreaming and hit his nightstand. That's pretty fucking intense. <laughs> Damn. So what? What's it? What's he got uh, stored in that closet? Damn. <laughs> well, listener, seriously, if you got more weird, um, if you got more weird dreams for us, definitely give us a call uh, into that hotline and let us. And know. Travis, thank you for listening to the show, man. Yes, thank you, and Travis. thanks for always cooking. Such amazing food every time we come to the rim. Speaking of, the Rock Father does have a question for us again this week. Oh. Let's see what the Rock Father has to say. Hey, guys, this is the Rock Father. I know the food at the rim is legendary. Tell me your favorite dish. The, uh... Our Whoa. favorite dish. How about that? How about that, Trent? That was like... We did not hear that. Uh, no, that that was either. that was seriously like we didn't know we were getting that because Mikey had to call the Rock Father earlier and be like, "Yo, man, I was doing business for my podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so uh, he wound up calling in, and that was his question for the week: "Is what about the food?" So, and you didn't even know that. So that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's some universe bullshit. Well, now I have to say anything Travis makes. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're covering that front, I'd say the damn sandwiches. Whoever winds up making those, I always, I'm horrible with names. I think, because um, Travis has made a lot of stuff for us. Yeah, I think your best work was that smoked pulled pork. I was literally that same thing. Damn yeah. good. Oh, and that pork belly fat. Oh. Dude. Seriously, any bands listening, the rim treats you right. Yes. yes. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for I'm North Carolina barbecue through oh, yeah. and through. But that West Virginia barbecue wasn't half bad. No, Travis it Travis knows his way bad. around a smoker. Hell he knows yeah. what he's doing. No, that that's always one of those things. This is a long ass trip up there, but the hospitality and the food, definitely worth it. They make it worth your while. They definitely every fucking then, time. Aside from that, um the fact that there's hot coffee every morning that's probably that's a close second oh yeah it's not food but it's like as soon as you wake up they get stuff prepared early in the mornings they rally oh yeah but folks know that we had a nice fun episode with the rock father in the morning after at the rim and one last uh voicemail we got in i'm really not sure about this character it seems like once a week we always get some random weird caller the past few weeks it's been the reverend shag from the Cod Pod, we got Network. another addition uh, to the freak show. I think we have another addition to this weird freak show. Let's listen to this guy here. Hey, y'all, this is Train Man, and I'm just calling to tell you that the only thing I love more than the Something Good for You podcast is shoving rusty razor blades straight up my asshole. This show fucking sucks. Fuck you, Alex, and fuck you, Cap. That Mikey guy sounds pretty damn cool, though. Anyway, I'm Train Man. Ow! <laughs> I don't know oh, who the hell that guy is, but that has to be one of the best voicemails I've ever gotten. <laughs> you say his name was Train Man? Yeah. What the fuck? That it's like that's uh, like my. F- 
I thought last week's message with the the YouTube commenter was my favorite one of all time, but (laughs) 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 I think I like the phone calls that shit on us more than the (laughs) train man. If you're listening, you gotta call back. You gotta give us some more content. At some point, we got to get you on the show if you're close by. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Thanks for the shout out. I'm glad I'm the cool one on this show. Finally, some respect. (laughs) As if we don't pay you any respect. I thought you were just going to leave that as if we don't pay you and then just stop there. Well, we could (laughs) have. Oh, again, guys, seriously, come in, join in on the phone with us. That phone number again is 513-463-7439. And to bust on into a little bit of music news, uh, to start this segment off, our good friend Andrew Evans from The Stir has released a brand new solo, well, is releasing a brand new solo EP record, and the single for that has actually just dropped today. So, to save you from having to run all over the place and listen to it, take a listen to it right now. Here it is.
Yeah, so I know that's a little bit different for us to wind up s s sticking on the show with some random acoustic thing, but man, Andrew's voice is just fucking amazing. Yeah, you uh, put that on when we uh, got over here, and it's like it, you didn't even have to say anything. As soon as we heard his, his uh, voice kick in, it's like, oh shit, this is cool. Yeah. I think the best part about his voice is after listening to that, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it's even better live. It really is, because we got to hear him play that. Yeah, he uh, played it at Reaper Records. Yep. yep. Uh, the felons wound up doing, playing a show there, and uh, you were there just, you know, enjoying it with us. And... Oh, I was enjoying it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he is just an, um, just in the stir, he's a great front man. And with this, hearing his raw voice, you know, doing all that, it just, it's, it's just really fucking great. So if that's an example of his solo material... I can't I'm, wait for the rest of it. I'm fucking excited. So that song is being added to the Something Good For You playlist, along with the um, Brent Love Day stuff, which is a little bit in the same vein, a little bit more uh, Southern and country. When, so. does his, uh, when does his whole album drop? Yeah, I really don't think he's going to be doing any... Uh, he hadn't released any sort of release date. It seems like he's just doing a couple singles here and there as release. I, so I would say just keep an eye out on his Facebook and Instagram pages, and I'm sure he'll keep folks updated. He's a smart man. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So, of course, we had to give a little shout-out and a plug to our good friend. So keep kicking ass, buddy. Uh, moving on into other music news, the thing that's been hitting the airwaves, in the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the Twitters and everything else. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm just gonna bring it up. <laughs> it got a little dirty this weekend. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> it got a little that dirty. Pun, that pun was so bad. I don't give a shit. It's <laughs> it's still better than that fucking song that was released. Yeah. The best part of this whole story is your bad puns about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. New song, "The Dirt" with Machine Gun Kelly by Motley Crue came out and. Uh, I guess let's go ahead and share some thoughts. Uh, I played it again before the show. Um, let's kind of go round table. Uh, Cap, what was your initial thoughts listening to the song? Because you give Motley Crue a little bit more of a pass than I do, Man, I, it feels. The thing about Motley Crue is that I, I embrace a few jams where yeah. like they were a pretty solid band, and the fact that it's four guys from day one yeah. keeping it together is still impressive by any stretch of any imagination but at the same time they've i don't know that like i've i've seen how, how the sausage is made in the industry and all that and they're just kind of that cliche fucking hard rock band that's just annoying as hell to watch now yeah so what did you think of the song which was the question i mean it was just something that i expected just like just generic fucking radio rock what you think stuff. of the machine gun kelly part i mean Sounded like fucking corn or like a late 90s, early 2000s, like new metal shit or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. It felt like early 2000s dated with that kind of left. I know he's going to play, uh, I think he's playing Tommy Lee in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that was part of like whatever contracts were drawn up probably behind the scenes. Probably. I That just, that just seemed like such a weird pairing. Mikey, you didn't see it at all until I played it for you today. What, what did you think? Just being like maybe as a metal fan in general. Well, I didn't like it. There's that. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly can eat a dick. <laughs> I know. I don't know anything about Machine Gun Kelly. You don't all, need to really. know anything about Machine Gun Kelly. Um, yeah, I didn't like the song, and I do like Motley Crue, but I'm not a huge fan of Motley Crue. Yeah. So I'm not like disappointed enough 
because yeah. I'm not a super fan, so yeah. it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, what do you I guys can take them or leave them. Just whatever, dude. But I think uh, after watching the video, that dream about shitting my pants in public didn't seem too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, with me, it's like, <clears throat> of course, like Cap said, you know, you wind up finding a Motley Crue song that you eventually like. Yeah. And I've already said, you know, Livewire, the riffage is really cool. It's got a cool intensity to it. Here's the what I'd I'm, say. I don't like Motley Crue. I like Nick Mars. I, yeah. I was, that's what I was leading into. It's got cool riffage. I like Mick Mars as a guitarist. Pre, I think I he's really, criminally underrated. I don't like Vince Neil's vocals, and I think Tommy Lee and Nikki Six are just insufferable human beings. <laughs> so it's like, I, I give Mick the biggest pass in all this. I think he was a great guitarist. And the thing about Molly Crew is that I've been saying this for years. They just, their entire legacy is based on how, quote unquote, bad they behaved. Right, and so I really don't see the appeal to that. It's like that overshadows the music. I mean, that's why they're working with Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, yeah, essentially that's what that kid does today, right? I don't follow any of that. I feel like you'd have a closer grasp on what Machine Gun Kelly does. Not really. I, I listened to, like, maybe two of his songs years ago. Yeah. And then... I got a, into it. I got into him again when he did that beef with Eminem, but only that stuff between the two of them. Anything else, I couldn't. I couldn't fuck. When tell you. Motley Crue had that resurgence in the mid 2000s, they were latching on to a lot of like uh, radio rock audiences and shit like that with Buck Cherry. Yeah, and it's just shit that, like that dumb rap, just getting fucked up, do stupid shit. Tommy Lee Motley Crue rap format, I guess. Same yeah. Concept. Yeah, because that's what I was seeing a lot of the comments on. They were like, Machine Gun Kelly was born for this role, so I'm, I'm guessing he's kind of carrying that legacy, I suppose. Drugs are cool, but you're not cool if you say drugs are cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. That culture <laughs> is not for me. You know, so it's like enjoying rock and roll, listening to it, it just it felt... There were produ- Taking out maybe any sort of issues I have with Motley Crue, there's issues I just have with the song in general. From like, a, from a writer's perspective, yeah, like it, you can clearly tell that Vince's vocals are copy and pasted for each chorus. It's the exact same take every time, and they did a shit ton of them to help uh, <laughs> smooth his already played out voice a little bit. Oh yeah, and that shit is melodyned. It's it sounds auto tune, whatever. It just it's it's what you would expect, and and it's got a weak chorus. The chorus is weak as shit. It's got a pretty okay guitar riff to it, but then it just it loses it in the chorus. So it just feels like lazy writing. And then they inserted a random little rap piece that really doesn't fit. Somebody wrote it for them. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call that. It's pro- I think that, that gonna put that team. on record. I'm just, I'm just gonna call it out. I don't know about putting it on record. But. <laughs> well, that's what you're doing by saying it on this show. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> They've had outside writers for years, though. The people that write in uh, 6 a.m. help write these uh, last few Motley Crue records. Oh yeah. And uh, another, just to move away from bad singles, a good single to come out, The Damned Things surprised us all and released a new single from an upcoming release. Just out of nowhere. And that was a very welcome surprise because I had actually started uh, talking and listening to uh, The Damned Things again recently. There, we got a lot of uh, tracks off that one record they did on our playlist too. Mm -hmm. That's just always kind of fun to stumble upon. And, And it was just a really cool underrated little super group of uh, members of 
Anthrax, and then it kind of, and every time I die, every time I die, kinda, there's a Fallout Boy. That's member. where it kind of loses its son. There's an, a Fallout Boy member and an Alkaline Trio member. Um, well, that that's what their current lineup is going to be. Okay. So it's like there's members of bands in here that I really wouldn't care for, but them as a whole create some pretty cool music. It's not straight metal. It's it's a little bit of everything. And that first record that came out, uh, Irony Class, I think it's called, um, that was really good. And that was back in like 2009 when yeah, that was released. That was wild. Yeah, 10 years ago now. Damn. So out of nowhere they released a new single called Cells uh, and they said that it's going to be a new record uh, called High Crimes uh, coming out a little bit later on this year so of course we're going to be listening to it I can't wait to check it out and it looks like they're coming to the Richmond County um, they're coming to Richmond County North Carolina for the Epicenter Festival interesting oh okay that shit That's show the new, uh, Carolina Rebellion yeah whatever. that little shit show we were talking about a few weeks back yeah Damn things are pretty cool though. I, I can't. W- I wouldn't pay those ticket prices. No, to see but them, if they're but putting out a new album. I'll look forward to listening to it. Definitely. Well, that's the music news I got this week. What you got for us, Cap? Uh, Danko Jones just released a new video. Ooh yeah! Uh, I shared that on the uh, Instagram page. Dance, uh, dance, dance, dance. Actually, because they have a song already called Dance. Yeah, I, I saw. I thought there's, about that there's too. a song called Dance, and then just Dance, and now there's Dance, Dance, Dance. Yeah, I went on YouTube and like thought about that, and, like, and I thought, oh yeah, there's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we shared that through the Instagram, but definitely check it out i mean it's cute girls dancing if with some really good music what's there not to like danko just listen just reaching for those high notes on that one too (laughs) oh yeah he's a great vocalist i I dig it i think it's really good for what he does he's got through doing a run of dates in the on the west coast Mm -hmm. probably like and then he won't be coming back for another 10 years (laughs) so uh thin the audience is in the states sadly well, I got a little bit of uh, music biz news. All right. What you got for oh, us? Because I've... Uh, Pictures of Pamela yeah, Anderson we were, pulled we, up on your phone. That's not what I, That's totally not what I say. <laughs> oh, we were having a conversation earlier about... Uh, do you think Pamela Anderson uh, still looks good? And we thought about it and we thought, oh, if only we had a little handheld device that would be able to validate... Uh, we were actually so trying to figure out so, who gave who HIV between her and Tommy Lee. Oh yeah, back to Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the, the, let's let's go back a little further. Then let's just give more detail. Your initial idea was to pull up Google, and your exact Google search query was Pamela Anderson, current day. <laughs> That's not the last thing I looked up, though. I know, but <laughs> typing that in. A Google search, something that archives stuff by time and date. If you just type in current day, you're going to pull up articles that maybe are dated from 2014 that have the word present day in it. (laughs) You would need to go Pamela Anderson, 2019. (laughs) It would would really be like uh, several years. It really has been like several years since I've even cared to look at present-day Pamela Ander- Anderson, even in 2014. I know. I, this is, I <laughs> but that is I, valid. I don't care if it's Pamela Anderson or fucking whoever well, you're looking the, up. This is that you look up well, photos I found what of I was, new people. I found what I was looking for, though. Yes, you did. I, through Instagram. <laughs> no, it was through Google this time. I had to do a refresh. No, uh, 
it came out today, uh, or not today, it came out a few days ago that uh, Doyle's just like shitting on the idea of meet and greets. Oh, yeah, he's that was kind a little, of forced, yeah. He's kind of forced to do so. And honestly, I can't blame him. Yeah, so to kind of give a little bit of clarification, because a lot of people are really raking them across the coils for this. Coils for Doyle on the coils. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's not very articulated. I love him to death, but he's not doing it. He's not good at being a politician. (laughs) No, doing that's not his forte. So let me maybe kind of put it in a better framing. What he's saying, he's annoyed by people downloading music, which... Yeah, I'll read the quote. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'll read the quote. He says, uh, quote, the thing that sucks the most about it is that everybody steals music. You spend thousands and thousands of dollars to make a record, and all of these scumbags are just stealing it. And then they want more, and then you're a dick because you're doing a meet and greet for 50 fucking bucks to make up for it, which you don't want to (laughs) do. You think I want to meet all these fucking people? I don't. (laughs) When I'm done, I just want to take a shower and go to bed. And see, and that to me is completely valid. And I agree. And and the reason I'm saying that is because for someone of his stature that, you know, whether you like the Misfits or not, whether that's your cup of tea or not. They're a huge legacy band. Period. So for the fact that his face and identity is so closely attached to that band, for the fact that he's scraping by, like, you know, the best and the worst of us in the business is really telling. And... Unfortunately, that Misfits, I'll call them out, that Misfits fan base community is heavy of the bootleg uh, market. Yep. They are all for downloading live shows and bootlegs. They are buying bootleg vinyl. They are all for that shit. So, unfortunately... Uh, the main audience that would be aware of his existence is big in the downloading and bootlegging market. So the people that are actually purchasing the music is his new audience he's trying to reach out to, which there's other quotes in that article where he was complaining about, you know, you spend all this sort of money and people still don't know you fucking exist. Yep. You know, just even trying to tap into that sort of marketing aspect and it's all difficult because it's all sinking into the money of people not purchasing the records because they're downloading it. So now he's doing meet and greets because people want to meet Doyle. Oh, it's the guy from the Misfits. Yeah. And then what he also talked about in that interview, he said that, you know, people would come up to him because he's big, strong, very intimidating. He's, he's other, in costume the entire time, too. Other big people would come up and, like, try to, like, fucking crush his hand as, like, a dominance thing. You know, he's talked about that, and he's also, you know, I'll, I'll attest to this, being on the road with Annie scene, you got to be a germaphobe. Yeah. you got to pay attention to germs. So think about a meet and greet now, where if it's free, you're meeting everyone and their brother, breathing their fucking germs and uh, beer breath on you. After a show, because think about it, it's after a show. They've been drinking all night. You're getting drunk people paying for this. So you're getting them that are rowdy. Maybe they had good intentions earlier in the evening, but I've been around friends that drink. All of a sudden, they turn into dicks by the end of the night. Or they just need to sit on your couch for 45 minutes until it's safe to drive home. That had nothing to do with that. (laughs) And also, it's a lot of people, too. For a dual crowd, it's like at least 50 people at a meet and greet. And those people drink yeah you know the doyle crowd drinks they get rowdy so he was a brendan into assholes and for someone that doesn't play well as politician that's gonna wear on your nerves 
And everybody talks about uh, how Ace Frehley's bad at meet and greets, whatever. Clearly, he doesn't want to be there, but he needs the money. All and, right. Well, here's here's another thing. Here's here's where I'm going to be devil's advocate. Go ahead. Wasn't Doyle? Isn't he married or engaged to the lead singer mm, of Arch, Arch Enemy? Enemy? Yeah. And weren't they They're also dating. living in? What used to be Bam Margera's castle for a while until Bam bought it back. I don't think, I don't think that hurting. was true. That wasn't true. I, I don't. Ne- I never heard about that. I don't think they're hurting, but I don't think Doyle wants to lose money as much well, as he needs that thing. testosterone so, supply. Well, see, here's the thing: the bigger the machine, the more money it requires. Yeah. So you true. may look at it and go, "Oh, well, you know, they really doesn't need that much if he's living like that." Well, I mean. He may have that may have been an investment that they're you know just trying to pay off that may be a saying, but I didn't even know about, I'm not aware of even the house, but just living on the road, just living on the road all that time, you're gonna wind up incurring a lot of fees and a lot yeah, of stuff. True. So right. a lot of that, and if he's not getting the record sales, we already know there's not a lot of money in the shows. He's getting guarantees, but they have to rent expensive ass buses to yeah, do that they, shit. They want to live. They want to do it comf- as yeah. comfortable as possible on a budget. Yeah, and and the only reason being is because you know that show they put on is a lot of hard work. So it's like they work to put on a show. So I mean, all that crew deserves a little bit of rest and you know a little bit of time to get it all together. And if it takes you know the guys two hours to get ready, that sounds reasonable. You know, it take me and take me a minute to get ready. You know, especially if, if you're putting on that all that face makeup. Yeah, and, two hours for Doyle. Yeah. That's, so that's what a, what a, what does he do now? He does the meet and greets. But uh, but just but he that doesn't was, like doing the meet and greet. So I'm but saying, he, but like, he, has, would, he has to. But what would be what would be the next step? Well, I mean, they already do merch. Yeah, their their money just comes from meet and greets, ticket. So uh, is he just focusing sales. more on his solo Doyle stuff now? Yeah, he's they, they building still, that up. They still do every so often those original Misfit shows. Like I think they've got one booked for later this year. Okay. Yeah, um, in Chicago. And, right? I'm, and I don't know anything of the back end. I'm only assuming he gets a couple bucks off that. Um, that would only be reasonable. At least he finally got confirmed for that one date. Well, that's the thing is they had been putting the fucker on the flyer. They've been putting out flyers that only say Jerry and Danzig on it. And I still have my ticket stuff from the LA show where that's what it reads. Uh, Glenn Danzig and Jerry only. So on Fuck that, sh- those guys, that's bullshit. And, and that's the kind of the point. Their argument on it from sources argument said that Doyle wasn't technically an original member, which he wasn't. That is fair. But when you think of the misfits, those are the three people you see, whether you like it or not. You know, it's and- like my it's like my ACDC is 1977 through 1979 with Bon Scott and Cliff Williams and Phil Rudd. Everyone has a vision of the band, and that's the Earth AD front of the house. That was the band for Earth AD. That was the band that toured for Walk Among Us. Yeah, and that's the, the those are the albums that more uh, Gateway fans embrace. So, I mean, it's only to me right that the guy that seemed to kind of really hook the largest fan base, you know, and be part of the image even through the 90s with his brother, yeah. be on the fucking ticket stubs if he's playing the show. It's it's just fucking ridiculous. And, and it's completely different from The Misfits, too, which is refreshing. Yeah. I really like the solo material, though. But the only reason I brought it up is because uh, the last time Doyle came to town, I had a few extra bucks, and I thought, you know what? I'll pay uh, $50 for a meet and greet. So and you think Doyle's got a... 
Oh, you met him? Yeah. I'm, How was his handshake? I didn't get his handshake. I'll tell you what was going on, though, in my mindset uh, leading up to it. Uh, this was right around when we first started doing the podcast and uh, going to shows. I would We used to play bumpers at the beginning of these episodes. Yeah, I know. And I got everybody from uh, Andrew Evans and uh, bands that we're fans of we play shows with to Dale Watson at the Thirsty Beaver one time. Yeah. And I figured at a meet and greet, I'll, I was going to go up and be like, I'm going to get a studio bumper for my podcast from Doyle. This is going to be awesome. Now, pause real quick. He didn't tell me he was going to do this. I did not. Keep going. There was no one to say, this isn't a good idea. It's not going to no, work. No, nobody told me it wasn't going to be a good idea. Because <laughs> I come up and I say, hey, Doyle, I'm going to do this and this. And I pull up my phone. He just, he just immediately goes, I don't do audio. I don't do audio. And I was just... And I didn't expect that at first. <laughs> Shame on me. And, and, and so the, then it wasn't happened? until hindsight where I figured out that I was the asshole in the scenario. <laughs> that was it? That was your meet and greet with Danzig? With uh, with Doyle. With Doyle? Yeah, yeah my bad. Danzig and meet and greets would be hilarious. Anyway. That was the entire... Oh, I, got a pic- I got a picture of him. I'll send it to I'll send it to Alex to put on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I do find it funny though because I don't think I had any association with it. But I think like maybe a few days before that, uh, Richie uh, had posted on his Facebook page saying something That's, like that, that it's all going to be long before. Uh, yeah, you got d- that. Whatever. They're happy to do it. You just got to hit them up and be there on time and get your shit done and get out before the show. Oh yeah. I just had all the confidence in the world from doing, <laughs> from doing a bunch so, of so them. It's like, I, I thought it'd be easier. I could have maybe gotten you some assistance on in at hi- least getting in the right direction. In hindsight, I understand now. I mean, I, <laughs> I left the club like I was sad Charlie Brown, but then a few <laughs> minutes later I was like, of course, like, of course, why would anybody do that? <laughs> Who the fuck am I? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you got big nuts because you got um, Dale Watson. Yeah, because yeah. you got Dale Watson to do one. So you're like, fuck it, I can get fucking Doyle Surely to do one. Doyle's too. gonna say yes. <laughs> Dale Watson doesn't have Misfits fans, <laughs> so it only makes sense now. They should really fucking police that shit. Shut the internet down for a fucking day and fix it. Huh? Uh, ja Rule wants to stage another fire festival. I saw this. I haven't read much on it yet. Uh, I got a consequences of sound um, or consequence of sound. Yeah, that's where I found the Doyle article. Uh, So I got one pulled up from them. FryFest co-founder Ja Rule wants to revive the iconic music festival and have a second crack at it. The Bohemian event originally positioned itself as the luxury ultimate music festival where festival goers could canoodle <laughs> with supermodels, enjoy authentic island cuisine. Okay, yeah, we know all this. Well, can- blah, blah, blah. You lost me at canoodle. <laughs> canoodle. The business partner, Billy McFarlane, ultimately arrested. Yeah, 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 we know. Considering all this, one might think... Okay. Uh, so it sounds like Ja Rule is trying to ride the hype of the I, documentary. Just, well, I, yeah, basically, I was having to skip all the fluff in here, talking about what everything had happened, you know, in the background, because, of course, they have to give context like a motherfucker. We talked about it last time. We don't need more context. Yeah. According to all this, one might think Ja Rule would take a turn out of the page and explore other opportunities. However, when asked by TMZ if he would ever consider staging a second fire Festival, the rapper kept the door wide open. In the midst of chaos is opportunity and I'm working on a lot of new things Ja Rule responded he went on to call Firefest the best the most iconic festival that never was before slightly adding I have plans to create the iconic music festival 
In the meantime, Ja Rule has launched a celebrity entertainment booking service, I guess, called Icon that's in the same vein of the original Fire app. The service allows users to book um, major artists through the app uh, for their own events, which, if anything, sounds like a stellar way for 50 Cent to continue his masterful troll, rob, uh, troll job against Ja Rule. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that festival's not going to happen. Well, it could happen if they actually planned it properly. It was doomed from the start. Well, I'm and saying, you, like, and after... You would think Ja Rule, who would, know, who would know a thing or two about the industry, would... Learn a thing How or two about. How much does he really know about the industry, though? I mean, he ran his own company and everything too. I don't not well, but he. I'm sure rappers have. Well, I'm saying what are I'm more saying business is, savvy than your average. After what happened the first time, first of all, where is he going to get the money? And second of all, what who, artist who would want to give him the money? Exactly, and then what artist is going to agree to do the show? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's happening. what I'm trying to say too. Is just like why would it? Why would it expect to uh, work? A second time if it was just that big of a shit show the first time around. It seems like he shouldn't even be attempting to do it. Like his name is tarnished on that front. He's just leaning into the the popularity of the documentaries is what's going on. This is all I've got. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and that and that's just the thing that really shocks me because it's like even that Billy guy, uh, the guy you know, really the mastermind behind the whole thing, he was still doing con jobs. Before he was about to be sent to jail, selling those selling those phony tickets to like the Met Gala and Victoria's Secret shit. Yeah, I mean that's why he's in jail. <laughs> so it's like th these kind of people just don't stop, and I'm surprised that people would even give Ja Rule that other chance because it's like he's just going to keep do doing that same bullshit. Hey, it's what's hot. It's what people are watching on the television. <laughs> keep feeding it. Keep feeding them. <laughs> keep them fed. Here's some ads. Throw it in between. <laughs> keep feeding them. Give them some on squares. Here's something not good for you. <laughs> Mike, you got anything for us this week? Um. Well, we. Yeah, I got some things. What um, you got for us? So, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You guys want to talk about dumb questions? Uh, not necessarily dumb like. Oh, you're stupid, but just questions you've heard. That's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Like, you don't react to it like, oh, you fool. How could you ask me something so you stupid? You fool. You fool. <laughs> but, like, questions you He's get from fool. people who aren't musicians to you. Like, just stuff that you kind of have to take a step back because it's either so basic or, like, even just nonsensical. Yeah. Like, you know what, what, what would you, what would be a good an example? example? Like, the one I always get is people know I play guitar, and most of the time it's, you know, I tell them I'm in a rock band, so yeah. they're like, oh, electric guitar, very cool. And then they're like, they don't understand that an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar are the same fucking thing. It's the same instrument, just, you yeah. know, one's electric and one's not. Yeah. Strings are the same, tunes the same, everything's the same. But then they're like dumbfounded when you find out you can play both. <laughs> My dad was the same way for the longest time. I, I've gotten that a few times. Like I've I've seen that sort of atmosphere. I would say the 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 thing that really gets the only question, music wise, that annoys me, and it's never like if it's done in like you know like if we we've done we've been interviewed you know mm -hmm. if they ask me oh. Uh, what do you guys sound like or you know what what would some of your influences be? Uh, I no. have no problem answering that. 
the random person, like an Uber driver, that's like, because it's kind of hard for them not to ask if I play music just by looking at me. Right. So they're like, are you in a band? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, cool. What do you do? I'm like, I, I sing and play guitar. They're like, oh, oh, cool, cool. What kind of music? I'm like, Because oh. <laughs> at that point, I know that's when it gets sticky. Because mm-hmm. I go, it's rock. And they go, Oh, like what kind of rock and roll? Oh God, it's just, let's just get all the nitty gritty details. Yes, because now I know I've opened up that window. Do you like Kiss? Well, <laughs> we'll see. I, that's I, all I, the that's always the answer I give too. Is like starting off, like was like, oh, what do you do? Is like I I just play music. We'll see. I, so to try to adapt to like these fucking soccer moms that are asking me this stupid question. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like thinking all stuff they know. So I know I'm it. like, um, we're like, think like classic rock ACDC. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that. And then they'll do Kiss and the Ramones. Or, or, uh, if you, or I've, I've also gotten the, uh, what kind of music do you play? Oh, I'm in a rock band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shine Down. Oh, and, God. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Do not, do not wrap us close to that. <laughs> I will hilarious. smack the taste out your mouth. <laughs> Fucking shine down. And of course, it's not anything they know what our, we sound like, but it's like, that's what their immediate definition of when you go, I'm in a rock and roll band. They're like, oh, like Foo Fighters, shine down. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, not at all. That's just rock and roll to people now. That's why it's not selling anything. Rock and roll records ain't selling this year. Were you guys ever uh, have that fear when you started playing guitar that if a string broke, it was going to fly up and put your eye out? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have had that fear because it almost happened. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do tell. I was restringing it. and So that's when I always get that fear because it's always just like facing your eye anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was restringing it and it was the high E and, it, I was, and I was listening to it too to make sure I wasn't getting it too tight and I was like... Mm-hmm. Yep. Like before it even got to like the proper key, it mm-hmm. snapped. I've heard, I've had that happen to me too. And it went across my eyebrow. Oh. Like there was, there was a line across my eyebrow, and like that was one of those things where I had to like set it down and just kind of sit back and just take that deep breath and just be like, I'm okay. But that could have ended real bad. <laughs> well, damn. All yeah, right. be careful with your pliers and uh, your strings. Have you had anything like that happen? I haven't had it happen. I had the. But now I'm fucking worried about it. I, I was I was worried about it, and then I got over it. And now I'm worried about it again. <laughs> that was forever ago. That was on an old guitar. I it may have been the. Did it break at the, the bridge or the nut? <laughs> it broke wherever it made you feel more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it broke wherever it feels like uh, you would be like, oh, that was the guitar's fault. So you can feel more comfortable again. I'm not trying to freak you out. <laughs> that's a legit question. No, really. Like, I, don't, break, I don't remember it's like where. Two, that's two different scenarios. <laughs> right? Did <laughs> it break at the bridge or the nut, man? I got to know. Yeah. <laughs> I got to know which <laughs> way to look when I restring my guitar. Don't look at the bridge. Don't look at the bridge. Fuck, I'm looking at the bridge. <laughs> Bing! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still remember yeah. that show we played at uh, Tremont, and you broke like three strings in the yeah. matter of two songs two strings i thought it was three 
It was three guitars, two strings. Three guitars, two strings. Okay, yeah. You wound up going through... Th- you had three guitars in the matter of two and a half songs. Yep. And All Ste- thanks to Steve. Yeah, Steve was back there just restringing everything as they were getting yeah, passed he, along. He, was, he went back to his fucking technician <laughs> days for a night on that one, man. He was on it, man. So let's I talk broke. about that. I was just about to. <laughs> See, this is my show. Listen. <laughs> I don't remember details, like set list or what songs. I think it was... I think it was that Halloween show. I think it Fireball was. Uh, played, and it was Steve one, got on stage. It wasn't the us. end of the set, but it was. It was like right after, between the middle and the end of the set. We probably had three songs left. Mm-hmm. So third to the last song, break a string on my guitar. Finish the song. Steve's handing me his guitar, so obviously I'm gonna take it because his guitar was much nicer than mine. <laughs> and I fucking love that guitar. It's like a Hagstrom. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that Dean. Um. Played a song with that, broke uh broke his D string of all fucking strings to break, and that was the and that was the troublesome one because you yeah. you broke your E string on your guitar, the high, yeah, e string. high E string. So we were able to fake our way through the rest and of I, the I song break his on that. D string, fucking like two bars into the song, and that's a and that's, fuck, a, that's an usually a heavy string. <laughs> that, that's a very important <laughs> string. <laughs> yeah, your guitar is just fucked after that. Yeah. So Steve's on the sidelines, like with my guitar and you just see him with the string winder and he's just fucking like <laughs> bass fishing with it. <laughs> Tunes it up and then swap out and damn, like a matter of 30 seconds maybe. Yeah. Like, he's and th- quick. And thankfully I had my guitar and it was the song I was playing too so we kept the song going. Yeah, I was but just that fucking exchange, around on... But that exchange was quick. Oh yeah. So that's why I wanted to have Steve on in Fifth Man Radio from day one is to tell all those like the, those crazy stories like that of like at the the eleventh hour getting shit ready. Oh, trust me, we'll uh, we'll find a way to get it done at some point. I want to find a way to have Steve a segment on the show. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show though. We gotta get him to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Asshole. <laughs> Do you guys you guys like trolling your friends? Oh yeah. My friend trolled me recently. He almost, he almost got away with it, but not quite. So, you, you feel not very. Quite. It sounds like you're very proud of this. You're no, like, but not, not quite. quite. I was falling for it at first, and then I got high and thought about it and got paranoid, and I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> but um, but um. All right, so, yeah, but um. I was gonna go and get myself pranked, but then I got high. Right. Not gonna fall for your shit because I got high. All right, so my buddy Will, and for context of the story, he's black, uh, bodybuilder. I know him at the gym. All right, and uh, he posts on his Instagram uh, when he goes to Bojangles, he gets a Cajun fillet biscuit, but he adds egg and cheese to it, Ooh. and then he puts hashtag Big Willie style. All right, so I thought it was fucking hilarious. I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, got listeners. If you go to Bojangles, yep, eggs and cheese on a Cajun fillet biscuit. Throw that hashtag on it. Big no, Big Willie Deluxe. That's the hashtag. Are, are you sure? All right, Big Willie Deluxe. Big Willie Deluxe. I normally get that with cheese anyway, so I'll remember the egg yeah, part. Throw some eggs on there. Hey, hashtag Big, Big Willie Deluxe. So anyways, Let's show him some love. <laughs> hell yeah. Anyways, a few other people did it, and um, I saw them post it. I'm like, well, fuck it. Next time I go to Bojangles, I'm going to get me a Big Willie Deluxe. Yeah. So I do it, take a picture of it, put it on my story. I'm like, hey, Big Willie Deluxe. I tag him in it. And then he responds. He's like, yo, did it change your life, bro? And I'm like, man, it was pretty good. The Bojangles I went to was like, they gave me the greasiest fucking biscuit they had, man. So that kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. But it was still pretty good. 
You got to be careful. And then with he goes, locations. Uh, he's like, LMAO, oh man, next challenge is go to a Bojangles in the hood, LOL. And then I'm like, all right, which one is in the hood? And he goes, I'm thinking about Charlotte, LOL, none in Monroe. And I was like, I was like, yeah. all right, man, here's the thing. I've been to many Bojangles in Charlotte. Traveling and playing in a rock band, I've seen a lot of questionable fast food joints and gas stations during the day and during the wee hours of the night, especially when you only have enough cash to stay at the cheapest places. <laughs> and then I followed that up with trying to buy blunt wraps at two in the morning on the outskirts <laughs> of downtown Atlanta, dot, 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 you see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he replies, he goes, haha, I forgot you'd be traveling like that. Well, if you're ever close to Wilkinson Boulevard, stop there and ask for a Big Willie Deluxe. They'll know what it is. <laughs> I look up the address, 10 minutes from Steve's. Right? Oh, so shit. So I reply, I'm like, dude, the studio we record at is 10 minutes away from there. Next time I'm there and I have the munchies, I'm going to hit it up. F- oh, I'm going to go there tomorrow. He goes, ha ha, bet. And then <laughs> that's it. Day passes. I get off work the next day. I'm enjoying myself some a little, little hash. And I start thinking about it. I'm like, this motherfucker's trolling me right now. So I message him and I go, yo, man, are you trolling me? I was like, I'm not trying to stand there and get roasted by the staff because this dumb white boy came in and asked for a big Willie Deluxe. And none of them know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I said, or some big black dude named Big Willie comes out from the kitchen and kicks my ass. And then a few hours go by, he finally replies, L-M-F-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O, nah, I gave it the name, just asked to add egg and cheese, LOL. They do know my face up there, though. (laughs) I'm like, you ain't right, man. I was like, I was going to walk in there and make a fool of myself. So now I kind of do want to go in there and have, like, one of you record me, and I'll just be like, yeah, let me get the Big Willie Deluxe. And they'll be like, excuse me? And I'll be like, oh, you don't know? What you you doing tomorrow? You don't know about the Big Willie (laughs) Deluxe? Oh, I can't wait for this. You Seriously, don't know about the Big Willie Deluxe? We got to get this rolling. Carolina listeners, Bojangles <laughs> Eaters, if you go there, get the egg and cheese, post it on your Instagram, the Big Willie Deluxe. There you go. We got to do that. We got to make that a thing. I'm going to go and do that tomorrow. <laughs> we got to yeah. make this a thing. The Big Willie Deluxe. Oh, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Will, Will Thoughts. This is Instagram. Thoughts. Page. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool cat. Got anything else for us, sir? Um, I got some boring bullshit fitness industry stuff. Well, you're kind of like getting acclimated to that world anyway. Yeah, so um, big news feeding off that uh, Fry Fest. There's Fire. Fire Fest. I know. I, 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 I guess I myself saying Fry Fest. Too. <laughs> and every time I think Fry Fest, genius idea. <laughs> <laughs> All the different fries. <laughs> he's actually like, you know, he's like, yeah, nah, no. we'd have to get way too many deep fryers to pull that wait, off. Wait a minute. We book a show somewhere and call it Fry Fest. That's what I was thinking. Oh. That's what I was thinking, but we need a lot of fucking deep B- fryers. B-Y-O-F. B-Y-O-F. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking just bring your own fries. And, and just hire cool bands or that we know. fries, yeah. Or your own fried food. Just everyone make fried food. And Ooh. just all the bands that we know would be perfect background noise for. Hell yeah. And as the night goes on, the room gets smellier and smellier. <laughs> farting on stage and farting in the crowd. <laughs> 
shit and smells sh- like potato sh- salad. And, and, and we have to spell beer, like French F- fries. Fucking. And we have to spell like F. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> it took oh, you a second. You, you do realize that's how they spelled fire, right? No, I'm saying F. Well, it was like F I R E, right? F Y R E. Oh, they did it like F Y R E. F Y R E. But R is fry fest. F R Y. Yeah. Yeah. You switch the letters around <laughs> and have fun with it. <laughs> That'd be good. Missing out. That'd be good. It's a billion dollar idea. Anyways, uh, so this chick, uh, Brittany Dawn, is a fitness influencer on Instagram. Okay. So in case you're wondering what a fitness influencer is, it can mean a lot of certain things. But in her case, um, listen, ladies, if you got a good body, just post some slutty pictures. <laughs> Put some workout <laughs> tips on it, and you're going to get thousands of followers, apparently. Yeah, kind That's of. how it works. Doing, you, you don't have to know shit about fitness. Copy and paste, which is exactly what this lady did. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. She amassed 500,000, that's five with five zeros after it, followers on Instagram. Oh, I thought you were about to say dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. 5, 500,000 followers. All right, yeah, that's still really good. Still really good. Um, and she's a very attractive lady. Um, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh, she was doing like a lot of sponsored content, making her money off of that, doing pretty well for herself and decides, well, you know what? I'm going to start making online workout programs and nutrition programs. Um, it's going to include customized workouts, customized diet plan, and you can check in with me every day, 250 bucks, eight weeks. That's a deal. That's that's standard across right. personal training online. Uh, what she wasn't expecting is that out of her 500,000 followers, a fuck ton of them bought this. Ooh. A lot of people bought this. And when you're offering customized workout plans, customized nutrition, and you get to talk to me every day, yeah. consultation... You're fucked, yeah. dude. She, she, had, she should have put a limit on it. She should have. Or just, no, here's here's where it gets real fucked up. As these people paid money, half of them didn't even get shit. Like, never got an email back, never got their program, nothing. Wow. And then a bunch of them did get programs and nutrition plans, but here's what she didn't count on, was those people either knew each other or started talking to each other about it. And they all got the same shit. Ooh. So, so there's like, okay. there's an Instagram page. Well, first of all, this made uh, Fox News and a few other like big news sources. So okay. this, this blew the fuck up, even for Instagram fitness bullshit. So there's Facebook groups, there's Twitter groups amassing like more than 4,000 followers each. Of all people chiming in, like with claims against this lady. Wow! This happened beginning of February. So far, no one's been refunded. Like this year? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Holy shit! So easily, like, we- like let's say just those four thousand people. So I don't know. Let me do some. Quick it feels math. like every week we pick up pick apart a new scam. I know it's cool. I like it. <laughs> so she made holy shit, dude! If just those, if only four thousand people out of her five hundred thousand followers bought that that's a million bucks yikes wow and there's there's been people like there was this one troll guy on uh his whole shtick is like he goes to fitness expos and trolls all the people yeah and uh he like went up to her like 
in like a redneck fucking character he does and just called her out on it and that's what like blew it up on youtube and then eventually news and all that shit it was funny wow (laughs) but yeah so um it just goes to show you know perception isn't always reality Ooh, little change up to the shit we've been preaching a little mm-hmm, bit lately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that just sounds like just poor business model to me. <clears throat> because again, that's a cool idea. That's a great plan. Like you said, that's a steal. She should just definitely put a limit on it. She should have seen how much time does it take for, to, on average, to come up with a plan for someone, and then basically figure out how many of those can you do right you know yeah. it's a weird industry to get, it's a weird industry to get in and uh her entire popularity is based off of uh, social media accessibility right her entire popularity is based off look at me i'm hot and attractive here are some very basic bullshit tips everyone gives you to stay in shape mm-hmm. just do what i do and then all these girls on instagram are like oh i want to look like her and then they all end up giving her money they just know how to don't know how to balance the perception into reality and make it viable. Yeah, and, and, well, they also feel like if they um, if they were to purchase that stuff, it validates what they're trying to do, and they are going to look like them. And and that's and that's kind of the odd thing about it. Oh, you want to see her before and after pictures? This is the this is the shitty part. Did she edit her before and after photos? Well, there's probably some editing. She really did. All right. As far as like, if you're really nerdy about fitness and physique, she has a good transformation. But you also got to remember, this is her before picture. Her before picture is most women's goals. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of women would just yeah, like to is. get down to that weight. Yeah. So she went from like average looking lady to physique model. She's not. And then you got all these like, you know overweight teens and mm-hmm. middle-aged people buying yep. into it because they're gullible desperate yeah it, it's a it's a very odd market it's yeah, a very it odd market oh here's something let's talk about this real quick so i went to go see uh in flames play at the fillmore in charlotte yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, how was that monday night it was good it's one of those things, um, I know you don't like the band, but you can relate in this aspect that they only have one original member left, mm, so yeah. why are you still doing this? Yeah. But whatever. Um, and then all that remains is playing with them. They were pretty good. And then some bullshit fucking five-finger death punch sounding band. I won't even give them a shout out. <laughs> um, but In Flames, their rhythm guitarist was in the hospital for whatever reason. They okay. didn't say probably sick i won't speculate but their fill-in guitarist was <laughs> none other than uh chris fucking broderick from uh they used to play in megadeth used to play in megadeth used to play in jag panzer um nevermore and i think he's done some solo stuff and he's one of those not like, a, really technical guys that can nail yeah, any that's uh, the thing i'm not record. a huge fan of his music but as far as like heavy metal guitarist he's one of the ones that everyone like fucking kneels down to and devil horn that's in one of those guys you don't worry about he is fucking good and he <laughs> nailed it dude and my thing is like they had maybe a couple a couple of weeks mm-hmm. they're like oh shit we don't our rhythm guitarist is out Oh, no worries. We'll just call one of the best fucking guys in the business <laughs> who will probably learn the entire set in like 
an hour. Yeah. And then he's going to come in and fucking nail it. Like, we don't have any experience with that. We don't. And it (laughs) fucking infuriates me. I had that moment uh, when uh, I saw Scott Weiland right before he died, and he had uh, Joey Castillo play drums, and I had no idea about that going into it. And if you don't know who Joey Castillo is, he used to play in Danzig, made some a lot of records with Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. He did that uh, record with Nick Oliveri and John Joseph a couple years ago. I, I can't remember the name of the band. Blood Clot. Blood Clot. He played yeah. drums on that record. That was a damn good record. And he's one of those, those hired guns that just fucking nails everything, and He's up there playing STP songs with Scott Weiland and just fucking nailing them. And then, but seeing him up there being unexpected, I was kind of like, "Is that fucking Joey Cast?" As I love like seeing like the recognizing the hired guns. Yeah, you've been trying to get me to watch that hired guns documentary. That'd be a good couch potatoes episode. Yeah, we actually recorded a new one today. Uh, depending on our schedules, we might record another one tomorrow. We're trying to get a few banked in, depending on what's all going on. So definitely, guys, if you're listening to it, subscribe to the Cult of Dave Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Cult of Dave. And uh, you can get the Couch Potato episodes for the $3 tier. Uh, plus, you get all the regular network shows early and all the other exclusive content. And hell, even if you want to just chuck us a buck, only a dollar a month, you still get all the episodes early. Plus, some of the exclusive shows, but you don't get Couch Potatoes on there. So, don't expect that. You got to give us two extra dollars a month. Reach into those pockets and pull out that, you know, those deep, deep pockets of three whole whole dollars a month come on man we put in work the price of three ramen packets a month we we uh, put in the time to be as lazy for your entertainment <laughs> you can afford three ramen packets a month for this quality content that's all i'm saying <laughs> and since we are wrapping up here as always it's time for us to dig into our spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to what you listening to son I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Yeah, this one may have just been a little bit of a shorter episode, but last week it was nearly two hours. (laughs) And we got a lot more content coming for you through the Patreon. And we've got just a lot of shit going on in our personal lives, uh, whether it be music or just anything else. So we've had a lot going on. So we still want to make sure and get an episode out to you. And if you follow us on our all of our platforms, you kind of have an idea of our uh, daily lives and schedules and such, too. Oh, yeah. So it's it's no stranger that we've been staying busy. So while we're staying busy, of course, we like some good tunes in the process. Cap, what you been listening to this week? Uh, Gunpowder Gray opened up for Saxon a couple of days ago, and I was really pumped about that and really hyped up for them about it. So they kind of put me on a Saxon rabbit hole this week. Oh, yeah? Especially since uh, going into recording this country music it's been like just really just sad and uh (laughs) some uh, rough subject matter but going into it getting hyped up i play a lot of like british heavy metal and it's been saxon more than the rest of them particularly wheels of steel just because that entire record fucking rolls with guitar tones and production and uh the title track is probably my favorite saxon tune also hell yeah sweet well mikey what the hell you been listening to? Uh, Nothing. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I've been listening to Iced Earth lately. Iced Earth. Iced Earth. They're a uh, thrash metal band. My brother's a big fan thought, of Iced I thought, Earth. I thought that was the new drink at Starbucks. <laughs> Iced Earth. <laughs> like the Iced Earth Latte. Iced Earth Latte. <laughs> I want the Iced Earth. Uh, do you want ice in that? <laughs> uh, on the no. side, please. No. Side, please. <laughs> no, just fucking metal, dude. Fucking metal. Yeah, just a lot of Iced Earth lately. I've been putting their... Pretty much just everything on shuffle, no specific album. Dude, wasn't um, a Tim Ripper Owens uh, a singer for him at one point? Uh, dude, they've had so many different singers and lineup changes. Yeah. The main guy has been John Schaefer, and he is like, his right hand is, oh, dude, it's some of the best fucking thrashy technical riffs you can listen to. It's good stuff. I have to uh, unpack that So I've been just kind of working on my right hand chops, playing along to some of the stuff. <laughs> working that right hand working playing along right hand, yep. <laughs> as you do well most uh, everyone's been kind of throwing curveballs for what they've been listening to so I might as well this week uh, not really anything music related but I've been uh, revisiting the uh, Dennis Leary catalog he's only got two stand ups but that was primarily what I was listening to outside of just podcasts and stuff this week Right. and the reason it sparked it was because listening to that god awful Motley Crue track I was reminded of a of an amazing quote, which I'll insert right here. Because every time you read about some famous guy overdosing on drugs, it's always some really talented guy. It's always like Len Bias or Janis Joplin or Jimi Hendrix or John Belushi, you know what I mean? The people you want to have overdose on drugs never would. Like Motley Crue would never fucking overdose, man, never. You could put them in a room with two tons of crack. They come out a half an hour later, oh, God, man. Shit, they're still alive, fuck. They're probably gonna make a double live album now, God damn it! So I just thought about that. That's great. <laughs> and that just and that sparked me to go back and listen to the whole special. That dude was really underrated. And I was actually going to dive into a whole different topic because he apparently he had some controversy about joke stealing. Or yeah, because everybody was associating him with uh, Bill Hicks and said he was a Bill Hicks uh, wannabe yeah. uh, at the start that, of it. And that just sent me through a rabbit hole of uh, the idea of joke stealing and what that means and stuff. So that might be a topic we discuss at some point later on because we do know a few professional comedians. Not professional as in like touring, but as in professional as in they do open mics and they book themselves as comedians so i think that'd be something interesting to kind of have someone come in and maybe talk their side of it especially someone up and coming that's trying to fish for new material to catch you know because comedians are really no different than musicians they still really not they craft a show they literally they their job is to think of something funny that no one else has thought of Mm -hmm. and if you get a a room full of comedians that's that's all they talk about is the art form of it so i think that'd be kind of an interesting episode at some point so we'll, we'll maybe dive into that a little bit more and i guess just a little bit of housekeeping for those still listening um you can actually is we, we're finally to the point now where we have shit to promote we have shit to talk about yeah we got shows the fill-ins have some shows coming up march 23rd the south carolina punk flea market uh for the very first time, they're actually having uh, music afterward. Um, it's going to be at the Ferment, if I'm saying that correct. Uh, for a moment. For a moment. Uh, down in Greenville. It's going to be our Greenville debut. 
Yes. It's first time playing Greenville, mm-hmm. and we're playing with the Fixed Faces, and we played with them at Down South Showdown. Yes, indeed. They went on, uh, we went on right after them. Yes. Uh, they were originally supposed to go on after us, but due to our uh, issues. We get to go back to back again. Yes. So uh, this time they actually, uh, they, they get to headline uh, this yeah, time around. They're they local to boys be too, I think, too. Oh, yes. So this time around we get to open for them. So that's going to be fun. And for you local listeners, uh, we are diving on into the milestone Friday, April 19th. And we're bringing along the War Boys, the Wallburns, and Bless the Dead. Bless the Dead's actually out of Atlanta. A really cool metal band. I think you're going to dig them a lot, Mikey. And it's also 420 Eve. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, you guys have already heard us give a bunch of praise to the War Boys. We have the, uh, two of the members of the Wallburns on here. And, of course, DJ's going to be playing drums with us that night, so that's going to be fun. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So we got those two shows lined up uh, to have everyone looking forward to. And, as always, we got the phone number, 513-463-7439. Do not hesitate to call us. You can call us any time of day. It just goes straight to a voicemail. I had someone I had someone go, I wanted to call you, but it was in the middle of the night, and I didn't want it to ring and disturb you. Oh. It doesn't ring. Yeah. It immediately just goes to a voicemail. So you can call this thing any time of night. The reason I know I get voicemails is I'll get an email. And my shit's turned off at night anyway, so you're not going to bug anyone. You're not going to bug people. Just call us in, leave a voicemail. You're totally cool. That's what we want you to do. Fuck to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And train man, if you're listening, you got to call back. You're fucking hilarious. And if you got something good to share with us, throw the hashtag something good for you on your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And while you're over there, give us a follow at something GFY. And I think that's about all the housekeeping i've got cap do you have anything to throw out for us uh anything you're new going on i know you got the album with kelsey ryan just been doing that the past couple of weekends and uh and of course we're going to be on the keep a yeah. lookout for that when that drops anything new going on in your life that you want to plug mikey um not really all right well cap you got an outro for us i'm just disappointed that y'all didn't uh that y'all didn't completely shit on me the entire episode. Y'all gave Owen a big fucking... Uh, <laughs> y'all ripped him a new one. It was fun. Well, that was the point. We, we love you. <laughs> we couldn't I shit know, on you I was, too I was hard. disappointed. We, just going like, all... oh, man, they could have been even bigger dicks if they wanted well, well, to. I mean, we... Well, I know you're a little... You get a little touchy sometimes, and I'm like, I don't want them to make him feel like we're really taking shots at Yeah, him. and before we shit on you, we shit on Owen. So you kind of filled in that void. <laughs> Owen just was good at filling When Owen's spot. not around. <laughs> <laughs> Owen acting all concerned. That's what we do. We just talk shit. It's fun. Owen acting all concerned. He's like, you talk over your guests. I'm like, Uh, fucker. This is a podcast as if we're hanging out. I talk over you all the time because you never get to the fucking point. And I was just like, I know I'm a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) New drinking game. Every time Owen says you're a terrible person, you have to take a shot. Let's see if you can make it to the next episode. See you next week, guys. (laughs) Heavy metal, pop rock now. What's up next? It's hard to tell. Oh, yeah. That's right. There's one thing that we all do Rock and roll, it's not for you Lemmy, Bosca, DLR You don't know just who they are Oh yeah, that's right There's one thing that we all do Rock and roll, it's not for you When I hear about their grow Makes me wanna damn your soul Oh yeah, that's right There's one thing that we all do Little Richard knows this too. Wabba boo, wabba wabba, bamboo to the fruity. Oh, hey.
roll, it's not for you. Clapping is not rock and roll, just don't get close to his window. Oh yeah, that's right. There's one thing that we all do. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.